shall be achieved without any hindrance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, blessed Holy Spirit. Thank, Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, ma. Good we morning, thank God uh, for his revelation. And I want to thank God for the life of our mommy, mommy Olu. The spirit of the Lord has um, revealed uh, what he wants to. He wants us to learn through her this morning expressly. And uh, I am just going to be emphasizing again uh, what God wants us to learn this morning. And it's my prayer that that which the Lord wants to achieve in our lives shall be achieved without any entrance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, the message this morning is titled, Backsliding is not an option. Backsliding is not an option for us as Christians. It's not an option to consider. It's not an option that we want to give a thought. Whatever challenges that we may be going through or that may be going through us, we must never consider looking back. We must never consider compromising our faith. We must never say, oh, we are tired. Because if we say we are tired, who are we going to go to? Is it the devil? Who do we go to? Who has the word of life that we we'll go to? Who is that person again that can bring us to heaven? There is no other person. There is no salvation anywhere. There is no name that has been given to men through which we can be saved except through Jesus. So whatever is it that we may be going through, whatever is it that may be going through us, mommies and daddies, we must be resolute in our hearts that nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. The book of Ephesians chapter 4, I start from verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. It is my prayer this morning that every gathering together of the kingdom of the devil against each and every one of us to bring us back to make us to compromise our faith. The Lord will destroy it this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, it starts from verse 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, 
world here was is beseeching us that we should walk worthy of the vocation where we are called all times, every day, till we meet with our Maker, till we meet with our Savior. Verse 2, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave, and gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. In verse 12, Verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the mayor of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the defying of itself in love. These I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to walk all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not ye have not so learned Christ. If so be ye, that ye have had him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, which is after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness. We are for putting away line, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one of another. Be ye hungry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your rods, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, 
but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven us. Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 to 13. Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 to 13. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray that God will help all of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have seen from the verses of the scripture that we have read that God is expressly advising us, warning us that going back, backsliding, going back to our former vomit will not be an option for us uh, to consider at all. It would not be. Uh, and in verse 12 of Matthew chapter 4 here, the Bible is saying that, yes, the love of many is going to go cold. But the Lord is saying that it is only those who shall endure to the end that shall be saved. It does not matter the number of years we have spent we have spent in the faith. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. But what matters is when Christ shall come or when we shall close our eyes in death, are we going to be found in Christ? Are we going to still be connected with Christ? It is good if we have known the Lord for a long time, we have been serving him for a long time, but we must ask for that grace and we must be resolute in our hearts this morning, be determined that come what may, whatever comes our way, we are going to remain with Christ to the very end of our lives here on earth. After we have been saved, it is expected of us to walk or live the life of Christ till we are raptured or we close our eyes in death. In death. An attempt to look back or to live an interrupted Christian life spells danger. It spells danger because no one knows when Christ will come. No one knows, you know, when the rapture is going to happen. So we can't say that, oh, let me live a Christian life for some days now. I, I want to give up 
perhaps I will come back because I'm just tired. Let me go back, you know, to the world and enjoy what I used to enjoy. You know, let me also try, since, uh, you know, answer is not forthcoming to all my questions that I've been asking of the Lord. Let me also try and, you know, something else mm -hmm. and see, you know, that can be dangerous. That can spell danger because we don't know when Christ will come. We don't know when the trumpet can stand. I mean, can, can, I mean the trumpet can stand. And mommies and daddies, I want to say that this devil that we are fighting is a smart person. You know, he strikes and strikes hard when he knows that, you know, we are vulnerable spiritually. He watches the time that, you know, we allow sin in our lives. He watches that time when he sees that, you know, we no longer are concerned about the things of God again. He watches that time when he sees that, oh, this person, when I, if I strike him now, or I strike her now, or, you know, because he has left the side of God, I may likely get him. He watches that time. And that is why we cannot afford to let down our guard at any time. Whatever it is that we may be going through, that we may be going through us, whatever challenges we may be going through, Christ is still the solution. This salvation that we have is still the best. This word of the Lord that we have known, there is no other alternative to it. There is no one else, you know, that can give us anything better than what Christ, you know, is giving unto us. Therefore, brethren, we must be resolute in our hearts. We must constantly renew uh, our determination, our decision to follow Christ. You know, it got to a time in the walk of Peter with Jesus, and everybody was going back. Everybody was going back. You know, people thought that, oh, this doctrine of Jesus is too hard. How could you say this? How could you say that? This is not what we are used to in our family. This is not what we used to believe. This is not what our parents taught us. This is too hard for us. People are going to make jest of us. People are going to be saying that, oh, these people don't know what they are doing again. And people began to leave the side of Christ. And Jesus looked at Peter, that Peter, what about you? Do you also want to go back? And Peter said unto Jesus, if I go back, who do I go to? If I should go back now, is it not too late for me to go back? If I go back now, what's going to be my lot after all my labor of so many years? What becomes of those labor? What becomes of those sacrifices? And Jesus, Peter said, Jesus, I can't go back. Because it is only you that have the word of life. It's only Christ that has the word of life. It's too late. We have gone far with Christ to want to think that we will go back at this stage. We have gone too far with Christ. We have sacrificed a lot of things. We are not going to fit in again into the system of the world if we say we are going to go back. It's too late 
for us to go back, let us not consider that option, no matter how small it may be, to compromise. We must not think of compromising. Let's go back to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. We must not walk as sinful people. We must not walk as those that do not have the Spirit of God in them. In the book of Ephesians chapter number 4, verses 17 to 21 verses 17 to 21 of Ephesians chapter 4 I, I so I tell you this and insist on this in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking the thinking of the world it's it's it, you know is in futility in the futility of their mind they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality uh, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. They are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life that you learned. It's not what we have been taught. That is not the way of Christ. It's not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You know, in whatever way the devil will be suggesting to us, compromise or backsliding, you know, by way of dressing, by way of speaking, by way of reasoning, you know, we must always remember, you know, all the labor of Christ over us, all that the Lord Jesus has taught us over these years. We must not go back to them. We must not go back to the people of the world. The Bible is telling us here that their understanding is darkened. How then are we going to go, you know, and start to behave like people whose understanding is darkened, we that we have seen the light of God. How are we going to walk like people who have been separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardening of their hearts? They have lost all sensitivity. We cannot afford to walk like them. We have what we have in us, what we have in our hands is bet is the best. It's, it's, it's the best. The ideas of this world, the, 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 the ideals of this world, the standard of this world, they are not what we should follow as children of God, as Christians. We are expected to walk in the newness, newness of life, abandoning old sins, old life. You know, like we have read in that book of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 32 that old life you know that which we said oh we will not do again we must not go back to them you know the book of second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says that if any man be in christ is a new creature all things are passed away 
Behold, all things, they have become new. So we must not go back to our old vomit. We must not go back to our old behavior. Uh, I mean, the economic situation notwithstanding, pressure from friends notwithstanding. And the Bible also advises us, you know, that we must walk in the light of the word of God. We must walk in the light of the word of God, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 to 14 that we have read. Let the word of God always be our guiding light. Whatever, you know, people are very, you know, the devil is very cunning. And people that are, are children of the devil are very crafty. You know, they bring up suggestions to us. They bring up ideas to us that, you know, probably, uh, you know, looking at it, how it sounds, how it looks, may look harmless and sinless. But when we put it side by side with the word of God, and the word of God illuminates that idea, and, you know, we pray about that idea and about that suggestion, we will see that truly that idea is not godly. So we reject it, you know. We reject it. We say, no, we can't do this. The Bible says that we must walk in the light of the word of God. And the Bible advises us in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 15 to 21, that we must walk with all carefulness, filled with the spirit of God. We must walk with carefulness. We must be careful. The devil is cunning. We must be careful. The, angel of the, the agents of the devil, they are very cunning. You know, the Bible tells us, advises us that we must flee everything that appears, you know, to be evil. You know, it may actually not be evil, you know, look look like, but if it appears like, like something that is sinful, the Bible says we must, you know, flee it and forsake it. We must work with all carefulness. We must be careful, careful of the kind of friends that we'll make, careful of the kind of gathering that we go, careful of what comes out of our mouth. We must be careful of the kind of ideas that we accept, careful of the kind of invitation that we honor. We must be careful because the devil is always, you know, looking for whom to devour. According to the book of First Peter, chapter 5, verse 8, we must be careful and walk with all carefulness. It is my prayer that God, in his mercy, will keep us, will uphold us, and keep us from falling in the name of Jesus. What Amen. are the dangers of backsliding? Backsliding, compromising is not an option. It is very, very dangerous. We look at the book of Second Peter, chapter 2, verse 20. The book of Second Peter, chapter number 2, and in verse 20, Second Peter, Chapter 2, verse number 20. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it, and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. This will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The Bible says if we have escaped, we have, you know, we are lucky, we are privileged, we are favored 
to have given our lives to Jesus, to have known the truth. We have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Savior, by knowing the Lord. And if we are not careful and we are entangled again and we are overcome, the Bible says they are worse off at the end that they were at the beginning. This will not be our portion. This will not be my portion. This will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. If you look at the book of Galatians chapter 4, verse 9. Galatians chapter 4 and in verse number 9. Galatians chapter 4, verse number 9. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? Now that you know God, or rather you are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to weak and miserable forces? That is the way NIV version puts it. How are we going to go back and turn back to weak and miserable forces again? And the word of God is asking us, do we wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You know, before we give our lives to Jesus, we remember what how the devil dealt with us. You know, the, the, the bad things that he did with us and in us. How then are we going to go back? again, you know, to be enslaved by him. We will not go back in the name of Jesus. I will not go back. He will not go back in the name of Jesus. But we must be careful and uh, and walk with all carefulness. In the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 62, the book of Luke chapter number 9 and in verse 62, Luke chapter number 9 verse 62, the Bible says, Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. If we have put our hands on the plow, we must not look back. Because if we look back, you know, sometimes it is dangerous to come back again. And then we may not be fit again for the kingdom of God. This will not be my portion. This will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. The book Amen. of Revelation, chapter number 2, verse 4. The book of Revelation, chapter number 2, and in verse 4. Yet I told, I hold this against you. You have, chapter number 2, verse 4, you have forsaken the love you had at first. In verse 5, consider how far you have fallen. Repent. Do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. This will not be our portion. This will not be my portion. This will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Our lampstand will not be removed from its place in the name of Jesus, Amen. and the book of Hebrew, chapter 10, verse 38, Hebrew, chapter 10, verse 38, and, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. The Bible, the Lord is saying here that if we look back, 
the Lord will not take pleasure in us again. If we look back, if we go back to the world, you know, mean, go back to the world, do begin to do the things of the world again. What we have so condemned before, you know, what we have said that we will not do again, what we have said is not is a sin, and the word of God has condemned. I will begin to do them again and say that, oh, it's because of the situation I have found myself. Uh, if you were in my shoe, you could do the same as well. Uh, it's not my fault. It's uh, the people around me that, you know, have advised me to do it. Uh, it's not my fault. This is, uh, oh, no, no, this is not Africa. Uh, this is Europe. You know, it's not my fault. It's because I'm lonely. It's not my fault. It's because you know there is no job. Uh, it's not my fault. It's because of this. It's because of that. We cannot afford to do that. We cannot afford to say that. The Bible says that if we look back, God is saying that He will not have pleasure. He will not be happy with us again. That is what the Word of God is saying here. In summary, God will not be pleased. God will not be delighted in us again if we look back. And if there is, if God is not happy with somebody, we know how dangerous, you know, that can be. Brethren, mommies and daddies, we must be resolute in our hearts. You know, the devil is working so hard, you know, to bring people back, you know, to his side. He's working so hard, you know, little, little things, you know, that we may not be suspicious of. He's using them to bring people back. He's using money. You know, he's, 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 he's using money. He's using pleasures of this world. He's using, you know, simple, simple things that, you know, if we are not careful enough, we'll say, oh, this does not matter. You know, oh, this, this doesn't matter. It doesn't make uh, any difference. At least, you know, a lot. I know of pastors that do them. I know of bishops that do them. I know of Christians, you know, big, big Christians that do them. Are we so sure that those people that we have mentioned are on their way to heaven? How sure are we that their names are in the book of life? So whatever we know, the word of God has taught us that this is not good. The spirit of the Lord has made clear and known to us that this is not godly. This is not right. In the name of anything, it may come. You know, we remember those children of Rechab in the book of, you know, Jeremiah. And that God, was, God was going to test them. They were brought right inside the house of God. And they were asked to drink alcohol by a man of God. God was testing them right inside the house of God. Oh, they didn't say that we were offered. Somebody that even introduced that business to us. Oh, is is a Christian himself. The person that introduced that deal to me. Oh, very good man of God. I know him. Oh, he does this, he does that. Oh, uh, that is why I said that. Oh, if a, I mean, a child of God should introduce this to me, I have no reason to reject it. How are we sure that pe that person is on the side of God? These people were brought right inside of the temple of God and were offered alcohol, but they said no. We have been taught. The Lord has told us that we must not do it. And God commanded his blessings upon them when they obeyed him. So in the name of anything that compromise comes, in whatever form 
that the devil is advising us to compromise our faith. In the face of challenges of life, brethren, let us be resolute in our hearts. Let us pray to God that God will help us, that nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. As the book of Romans chapter 8 puts it for us, that who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Is it war? Is it famine? Is it nakedness? Is it hunger? The Bible says that nothing will separate us from the love of God, but in all things, we will be more than conquerors through him that loves us. The love of so many people is waxing cold today, but God has promised us, and we have prayed this morning, that God is going to empower us, and I'm sure that he will empower us in the name of Jesus. Uh, the, the Spirit of the Lord, you know, as we have seen clearly this morning now, you know, God is repeating this to us twice this morning. He has spoken to us through our mommy this morning that led us in prayer. We must be resolute in our hearts. What is that thing that the devil is bringing on our way? Let us reject it. You know, God knows that we are passing through one challenge or another, and we are about considering looking back or compromising our faith. God is expressly telling us this morning, saying to us this morning, that we must not consider it. We must not look back. We must not backslide. In the name of anybody, in the name of anything, please and please, mommies and daddies, let us be resolute in our heart that whatever it is, we are going to go back to our maker. You know, we are going to, our faith is not going to be tattered. Our faith is not going to be, I mean, it's not going to be spoiled. Our stand with Christ, we are not going to lose it. And as we determined in our hearts that we are not going to compromise, God of heaven is going to strengthen us, his grace shall be sufficient for us in the name of Jesus. Brethren, let us go and begin to pray unto God, that God will help us, that God will help us, that Father, please help me. I have decided to follow you, and I am not going to go back. Let your grace be sufficient for me, in the name of Jesus. Whatever is it that we may be going through, whatever is it that we may be going through me, Father, I receive strength this morning. I will not go back in the name of Jesus. I will not go back. I will not look back in the name of Jesus. I will not look back. The world and the pressures of this world will not make me to look back in the name of Jesus. I will not look back. I will not look back. Father, please make your grace to be sufficient to me. Let your grace be sufficient to me. Let your grace be sufficient for me. Let your grace be sufficient for me. In the name of Jesus, Father, let your grace be sufficient for me. Father, please let your grace be sufficient for me. Let your grace be sufficient for me. Let your grace be sufficient for me. Please let your grace be sufficient for me. Make your grace sufficient for me. I need your bread from the throne of mercy this morning. Pray, Father, I receive the strength from the throne of mercy this morning to forge my head and my gift and walk in my faith with you. In the name of Jesus, I receive strength. The Bible says we can do 